0: Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Ujima Spirit Podcast. I am your host, Tika Taylor. Today's topic is understanding your appetite. Yes, we're going to give information so people can understand what is their appetite. That's the purpose of today's podcast, for people to gain awareness and understanding of the appetite. Now, let's start with the dictionary it defines the word appetite as the desire to consume something, especially food, especially food. But we can also develop the appetite for non-edible things. Yes. When we say we want something, we desire something, we have the craving for something, we're talking about an appetite. Now, obviously, The appetite that we're familiar with is the appetite for food. But before we get into that part of our topic, let's talk about our appetite for other things. Now, we can have the appetite or desire to have wealth, finances, or money. We hear people talk about their appetite for wealth and money or money or finances all the time. We hear people talk about that that is the main topic of most discussions we see it on the television we hear it on the radio we uh, read it in the newspaper people talk about their desire their appetite to have more money we hear people have the appetite to have material things or possession they want to possess, or own more material things. People have the appetite for status or fame. People have the appetite for positions or they want to be part of a class, economic class or social class. We hear people talk about the appetite, the desire to have attention, recognition, or acknowledgement. People have the appetite for validation or acceptance. People develop the appetite to gain more education, knowledge, or wisdom. People have the appetite to get rewards, privilege, or benefits. People have the appetite to be more appealing, beautiful, handsome, sexy, or charming. People have the appetite for pleasure or fun. People have the appetite... For sex, we call that lust, or they have the appetite for sensuality. We could go on and on and on and talk about all the different appetites, desires, or cravings or longings that people have. But today, we're going to primarily focus on the appetite for food. Now, why food? Because food is something that we need for our survival. We need to eat. And we do eat. We eat. Some of us eat every single day. Some of us eat every other day. Some of us eat once a month if they're doing a fasting. Or because they're starving because they don't have access to food or they can't afford food. But we're going to focus on our appetite for food. A lot of people do have problems with their appetite for food. Either they're desiring too much food or they're not desiring enough food. Right Now, eating or consuming food is definitely one of the most pleasurable human experiences that we can have. Why is that? Because we really get into our food. Yes, we use our senses to enjoy our food. We can look at our food. Sometimes the food looks so good. The presentation is everything. We can smell our food. Just a scent of some good food make you want to eat. And we could taste our food. As human beings, we do have taste buds. Whoa, and we definitely fully engage those taste buds. We like to eat what tastes good. We like to eat what smells good. And we like to eat what looks good. So we develop an appetite for food. We develop an appetite. We want to consume food all the time. Now, once we develop this Desire or appetite for food all the time, we can develop an unhealthy relationship with food. I'm going to say it again. When we are obsessed with food, not because we want to eat for survival, but we want to eat for pleasure. We want to eat because it tastes good because it smells good and it looks good, we develop a problem. So we're not eating because we're hungry. We're eating because we want to have a pleasant experience. And because we want to have this pleasurable experience called eating, we end up consuming more food than our bodies need for survival. Now when that happens, the body will store whatever food is not needed and the unused portion of the food is stored in the body as excessive fat. Yes, we're talking about it today. Excessive fat. And how do we get the excessive fat? It's because we have an uncontrolled appetite. Is because we develop an unnatural appetite for food. The unnatural appetite develops into overeating. Overeating, which obviously can lead to some serious consequences, such as bad health and possibly even death due to obesity. Now, obesity obviously can cause you to have some serious health problems. And we'll talk about that later. So the purpose of this podcast is to help people understand the difference between hunger and having an appetite for food. Now, when we desire to have food all the time, it's not because we're hungry. It's not because we're hungry. There's a difference between having an appetite and being hungry. And a lot of people confuse these two words. A lot of people really don't know the difference between being hungry and having an appetite. They assume that if they want to eat because it looks good, smells good, and tastes good, they must be hungry. They're not aware there's a big difference between being hungry and having an appetite. And let's just go ahead on and see the differences. It's very important. A lot of people are overeating or they're excessively eating too much food because they think that they're hungry. In reality, they're not hungry. They just have the appetite for food. They have the desire for food but it's not because they need the food. Let's find out the difference between hunger and appetite, right? Now some people assume that hunger and appetite are exactly the same thing. Sometimes these words are used interchangeably, yet they're not the same. Now being hungry for food is different from having an appetite for food. Now your body tells you when you're hungry You don't think of hunger. You actually feel hunger in your stomach. You hear the sound of hunger and experience sensations that tell you that it's time to eat. So hunger is a bodily function and physiological reaction to the need for food. It's the physical signal that the body is low on energy and nutrients are needed. Hunger is a need and most people who are hungry will eat anything, anything, including things they don't like. Hunger is gradual and has no trigger. All right. So let's break that down because we're trying to understand the difference between being hungry and having an appetite. All right, So hunger is a biological and physiological function. Hunger has nothing to do with you want to eat a cheeseburger or you want to eat some pizza. Hunger has nothing to do with that. Hunger is not telling you what you gonna eat. Hunger just tells you you need to eat. So if you have the desire for a specific type of food, you're not hungry. You have an appetite. Because when you're hungry, you don't really care about what you eat. You're gonna get something to eat because you have a biological urge. You have a need to give your body energy, fuel, and nutrients when you start thinking about what you want to eat, that is not hunger, that is an appetite, right? Now, sometimes the hunger signal can be disturbed or off balance, which can create problems, right? Sometimes people don't eat when they're hungry. They kind of throw off the signal. They can condition themselves not to eat sometimes, but eventually, the body is going to start breaking down to show you that hey i need to eat and once it start breaking down it's going to show you some signals or some signs you can start feeling weak lightheaded dizzy these are some of the symptoms sometimes you may feel like you are about to pass out like you getting ready to faint now these are the signs when you ignore being hungry, when you need to give the body some substance and you just ignore it. So these are the signs that occur for you to know that, hey, I'm hungry. The body is telling me that it is hungry. That is the hunger signal. Now, this is real. This is real. This is not just your mind telling you that you desire something. This is your body talking to you. Now, this is hunger. Now, let's switch over and talk about your appetite. Okay, so hunger is a bodily function. Now, appetite is something that's dealing with the mind. Now, your mind tells you when you have an appetite for food. The appetite is dealing with the mind's desire for something. Appetite is a learned behavior. We learn what is desirable to consume. Usually we don't have the appetite for for what we don't like. Now notice nobody ever tells you, I have the appetite for something that tastes bad. If they think it's something that tastes bad, they're not gonna tell you they have the appetite for that. So obviously if they're telling you that, hey, I have the appetite for something, it may not necessarily mean that they're hungry it just means that the mind wants to experience that particular food. So appetite is a learned behavior. We are taught what is desirable to eat in terms of our preference, in, in terms of things that we want. Because when when we're hungry... We just want to eat. We're going to eat whatever is available to us, whatever is edible. And if we have a choice, we'll pick something that we desire. But if we don't have a choice when we're hungry, we're going to eat whatever is available. But when we have an appetite, we have a selective process. That is a selective process that we go through. So we're not dealing with a biological urge to give the body food, we're dealing with fulfilling the mind's desire for food. Okay, we learn what is desirable. Appetite can produce cravings for specific food. Now remember now, the appetite is the mind's desire to consume. The mind and the body are two different things. When the body requires food for energy, it is the hunger signal, which signifies that we're hungry. When the mind desires to eat because the food looks good, smells good, or tastes good, then it's simply a desire that we want to experience pleasure. Now, appetite can trigger our desire for certain foods. We we have the desire to feel good. And there's a lot of food that we can eat that makes us feel good. And a lot of those foods that make us feel good are high in sugar. We want the sweets, we want the cookies, the candies, the cakes, the treats. These are the feel good food. We want chocolate. So we develop an appetite for these type of foods, Even though these type of foods are no good for us. Now appetite can come on all of a sudden. Maybe you just ate, you're literally full. You don't have a hunger for food. You don't have a biological urge to eat because you're full. But all of a sudden your mind tells you, hey, I want to consume this type of food. Not because you need it, because you want it. Because you want to have a pleasant experience. You want to experience the taste. Ah, the smell, the flavor. You want to be able to see it in front of you. It's strictly a desire. You're full. There's no need for food. Because the importance of hunger is to give you what you're missing. If you are deprived of nutrients, you don't have any energy, the body signals, hey, feed me. That is a hunger. But when you start desiring and wanting things that don't serve you, things that are not needed because you you are already full, you're dealing with appetite. Now, appetite is affected by your mood. Some emotions may increase or decrease your appetite. If you notice that when you're happy, you want certain type of food. When you're sad, you want different types of food. You're not dealing with hunger. You're dealing with appetite. When you're excited, you want a particular type of food. When you're scared, you want a particular type of food. So appetite can be affected by your mood. So that is definitely a way for you to distinguish real hunger and an appetite. Because real hunger, you just want some food. The food may not even taste good. You just want to eat. But when you are very picky, you want this, you want that. It's because you have an appetite. Now, other factors can affect your appetite, stress. When people are under a lot of stress, sometimes they use their appetite to consume food so they can feel good. Sometimes when people are anxious or nervous, they have high anxiety, they tend to overeat because they want to feel good. So they're taking in food, not because they need it, but because they want to be soothed and comforted. Now some people can take certain medications and the medication has the side effect of increasing the appetite or decreasing the appetite. Now remember appetite has nothing to do with hunger. It's two separate things and some people can be in certain environments that increase the appetite or decrease the appetite. Now, if you are in a social environment where people are always consuming food, now, even though you may be full, your stomach is basically full. There's no more space. But because you are at a party, you may develop the appetite to eat because you smell the food. You see the food. You can imagine tasting the food because once you smell it, you can basically taste it in your mouth. If you are around some type of Gathering, You had a picnic. You at the park where people are barbecuing on a holiday. You walk into a bakery. You're full. You're going shopping. And you're you're watching all the different things that people are putting in their shopping cart. And you're like, ooh, I want to have that. And you'll go buy it and go home and eat it. You develop an appetite. But it's not something that you need. It's something that you want. Now, sometimes the hunger signal can be disturbed, like I said. So, just because you don't have the hunger signal doesn't mean that you don't need to eat. Because some people, they just kind of block out the hunger signal. They avoid or ignore all the signs. Their stomach is rumbling. They're feeling weak. They're having lightheadedness. They feel like they're about to pass out. These are the signals. Their stomach actually hurts. Sometimes they just ignore these signs and they just don't eat. And they just sometimes have the desire not to eat. They don't want to eat. So they can override the hunger signal. Now, after a while, you know, they may actually pass out for the lack of food or being deprived of food or proper nutrients. But we do have people, again, like I said earlier, they deliberately choose not to eat because they're fasting. Because they're fasting, they are withholding food. They don't want to consume any food for different reasons. People fast for different reasons. They can fast for medical reasons, for physical reasons, spiritual reasons, even as a form of social protest. Now, there's nothing wrong with fasting for a period of time for a particular reason. There's nothing wrong with that. As long as we don't go for a long period of time that we don't eat because the body will start to break down. Now, let's talk about our appetite for food. Continue the conversation. Now, most people assume that hunger is the appetite just to eat any type of food. But that's not true, hunger is not the signal for you to just eat any type of food. Now scientists discovered that the body will crave different types of food in order to have a healthy and balanced diet. There are five different appetites for various foods that we must have, right? Now, there are five different foods that we need to consume in order for us to be balanced in our diet. So we're going to have five different cravings. So when the body craves for something physically, biologically, not mentally, when the body is craving something, it is because usually we have a deficiency in our diet. We're missing something because some people have an unhealthy, unbalanced diet. They're consuming too much of one thing and not having multiple different types of food in their diet. Let's talk about the different types of food that we need to consume in order for us to get the proper nutrient. Now we need protein. We need protein. When we eat, we have to make sure that we eat protein. Why do we need protein? Because protein is used for building and repairing body tissues, right? The food that we consume, the food have vitamins and minerals and nutrients that help repair the body, rebuild the body. The body breaks down to wear and tear and we have to get it working again. So we need to consume a certain amount of protein. So we develop the appetite, the desire, you know, for protein. Now, carbohydrates, we need carbohydrates. Carbohydrates give the body fuel or energy. We need fats. Sometimes people say, don't eat fat, don't eat fat. I'm not a dietitian, so I cannot give people advice on what type of food to eat. But generally speaking, common sense wise, we all know that we need a certain amount of fat because that gives the body energy. Now, scientists say that the right amount of fat and the right type of fat support cell function, protect organs, help the body absorb some nutrients, produce important hormones, and keep the body warm. So, we definitely need a certain type of fat. Now, sodium. We need a certain amount of sodium. People always talk about, oh, don't eat salt, don't eat salt, don't eat too much salt. Don't over consume salt, but the body needs a certain amount of sodium, which is salt. Okay, now it needs salt because it helps the body to maintain balance of water and minerals. It allows our nerve cells to carry messages, nerve impulses between the brain and the body. It helps our muscles contract and, reg- and it regulates blood pressure. Now, a lot of people say, now they tell you not to consume salt, but the salt regulates blood pressure. Well, there's a certain amount of salt that you need. You need a certain amount of sodium and you need a certain amount of potassium, right? Now, the other thing that we need is calcium. Calcium helps the body build healthy bones and teeth. It helps clotting the blood. It releases hormones and other chemicals and keep a normal heartbeat. So as we can tell... Each of these things have a particular function or they have multiple functions in the body. So when we develop the appetite for a particular food, we have the desire to eat certain foods. Sometimes it's because we are deficient in these nutrients. So the body starts craving those type of food. The body's trying to tell us, hey, give me more vitamin C. Give me more calcium. Give me more potassium. Give me more iron. So we tend to develop those type of food cravings. And that happens a lot in pregnancy. A lot of pregnant women develop certain type of cravings. And sometimes it's due to their lack of proper nutrients, right? So it's very important that we understand that when we have the desire for something to eat is that What we the thing that we desire, the food that we desire, is it something that is healthy for us? Is it something that is good for us? If we have the desire to consume more iron, maybe we have, you know, the desire to have more spinach. You know, we want to eat more certain type of beans. You know, then we're like, wait a minute, you know, I noticed that lately I've been wanting, I've been craving, or I have the appetite to eat more beans. All right. Now that's something that is a natural appetite. When our bodies are trying to tell us to consume something that's good for us, something that we need in order to function, in order for the body to be in balance, then that is a natural appetite. So you have to learn to question your appetite. When you have the desire to consume something, even though you're not hungry, you have to find out why. Why, right? And if you desire something that's good for you, You know, make sure you eat it when you're hungry and don't eat it when you're not hungry. And if you have the desire to eat something that's not healthy for you, you have to remind yourself that, hey, if I consume this and I don't need it, which I know I don't because I'm full, my body is going to store this as excessive fat. And then eventually you may get overweight or you may become obese. And obesity is a medical problem. It's not just aesthetics. You just look fat. That's not the point. Okay, when you are obese, it is a health risk for a lot of other diseases. Right? So let's talk about the different types of appetites. Okay, we're going to talk about the different types of appetite. Now, we have to be able to distinguish a natural appetite versus an unnatural appetite. Again, like I said, do we want something that's healthy or we want something that's not healthy? Not all food are not food. We have natural organic food, things that are good for us. And then we have artificial food. We have unnatural food, food that are processed, food that are man-made. Man-made meaning that you have to combine a couple stuff together to create it. And the couple stuff may be some artificial flavor, some artificial color, some artificial this and artificial that. Those things are made in the laboratory. Those are artificial food. Processed foods are unnatural. Meaning that they don't grow on plants and they don't grow on trees. We don't find them in nature. Now, if you have the desire to consume natural food, you want fruits, you want vegetables, you want lean meats, you don't want too much fat, okay? You want to consume things that don't really need a lot of refrigeration, you know what I'm saying? You want natural, you want to go outside and pick it from a tree, some bananas, some pineapple, some peaches. Some potatoes. Some cabbage. Some carrots. Some beans. These are natural food. So when you have an appetite. You have to make sure. That you have a natural appetite. Instead of an unnatural appetite. Now consuming a lot of fast food. Is unnatural. That is an unnatural appetite. We desire fast food. Because it smells good. It tastes good. And it may even look good. Okay, we want that fried chicken. We want that burger. We want the tacos. All right, we want that fish sandwich. Okay, we want the wings. Those are unnatural food if they're processed. They're heavy in oils and salt. They're heavy in fat. A lot of cholesterol. Those are processed foods. Try to consume as much natural food as possible. Now, homemade food is better than fast food. If you're going to these fast foods, that is an unnatural appetite. You're having fast food in the morning for breakfast. You're having fast food in the morning, in the afternoon for lunch. You're having fast food in the after in the evening for dinner. That's a problem. You're consuming fast food the whole day. And I'm not gonna mention any of the fast food chains because I don't wanna. Give them any credit. I don't want anybody going there. I don't want to promote those things. Now, if you have to, try to at least go one time. Don't go three times a day. Some people are having fast food for breakfast, fast food for lunch, and fast food for dinner. And fast food for snacks in between. There's no room for them to put something natural in there. There's no room for apple. There's no room for some papayas or some peaches, for grapes some cashews, some peanuts, some almonds. There's no room for some celery. There's no room for a fresh bowl of salad. There's no room for a smoothie, a nice fruit smoothie. There's no room for some vegetable juice. These are the things that we need to consume, natural food. So you have to be able to distinguish a natural appetite versus an unnatural or artificial appetite. Now let's talk about the different ways that we could experience our appetites, right? Now, again, physiological, metabolic hunger. That's one of the ways that we develop appetite. We get desire or hunger for food due to biological need, energy, depletion, or calorie deficiency, okay? That's called physiological, metabolic hunger, right? Now, cellular hunger. We get a strong urge to eat certain foods because we need the nutrients that are lacking in our diet, not because we need the food substance. There's a difference. Cellular hunger. That means that we need specific nutrients to nurture our bodies because we're lacking them, right? Now, we also have stomach hunger. We assume it's time to to eat when we get the... The hunger signal from our stomach but this can be misleading because because it could be that we train our stomach to get hungry at a specific time not because we're actually needing food I'm gonna repeat that again now stomach hunger like I said stomach starts to move it starts to make noise and you know uh, that sound you think hey I'm hungry Now, it could be natural. Maybe you are hungry, but it also can be that you have trained or conditioned yourself to be hungry every two hours. Now, we can train our bodies to do certain things. We could train our bodies to urinate every hour, every two hours. Automatically, we get up and go pee. We're training our bodies to get rid of the urine every two hours. The same way we could train our stomachs to eat every two hours. Now, is it necessary to eat every two hours? Of course not. But if you train your stomach to eat every hour or to eat every 30 minutes, you're going to develop an unnatural signal. It's an unnatural hunger. It's not a natural hunger. It's not you're hungry because you need to eat. You're hungry because your body is responding to being conditioned. Got to be able to distinguish that. We have eye hunger. Eye hunger. You only get hungry when you see. When we talk about hunger, we're really dealing with the appetite. Because it's not a biological need for food. It is a mental need. It's an emotional need for food. Okay, when we see something and we want to eat it, it's called eye hunger or the eye's appetite. We trigger the appetite or desire to eat because of how the food looks. Not because we really need food, right? It's called the eye hunger. Oh, I'm so hungry because I just saw some conch and some salad and some Haitian rice. Because I saw that, automatically my brain wants to eat. So they call it eye hunger. Now we also have nose hunger. We crave or desire food because of the smell of the food, not because we're actually hungry. You know that you're sitting home and all suddenly you smell your neighbor's cooking? You're smelling it. It smells so good, you wanna eat. So automatically, instantly, you get hungry. It's not really a natural biological hunger. It is an appetite. It is triggered by the nose. So it is called nose hunger. Okay. Mouth hunger. We eat to satisfy the craving for different food flavors and textures. Sometimes we crave to eat something sweet. I just want to have something sweet. We want something spicy or salty. We're not really hungry for food. We just have the desire to taste. The desire to taste. Mind hunger. We become hungry or have an appetite for food because we're constantly thinking about food. We do have some people who are constantly thinking about food. They think about what they're going to eat for breakfast, what they're going to eat for lunch, what they're going to have for dinner, what they're going to have in between breakfast, in between lunch, and in between dinner. It's called snacks. So because we're constantly thinking about food, we're reading about it, or we're having a discussion about it, of course, we're going to experience some hunger. But that's not a natural hunger. It is a artificially induced hunger. When we're constantly exposed to materials that remind us of food, it influences us to become hungry. So we become hungry. It's not a natural hunger. It's not a biological need for food. It's not a biological need. Now, we do have the food channel where people go online and they look at different food. Now, if you have, you know, your TV on the food channel 24 hours a day, You're watching how people make pies and, you know, how they bake bread and how they make pasta and how they make soup and how they make all type of, you know, meats. Yes, you're going to be hungry all day. You're going to be hungry all day. Now, if you sit in the refrigerator, not literally sit in the refrigerator, but you're always opening the refrigerator looking for something to eat, you're going to be hungry. Now we have something called heart hunger heart hunger. Certain foods have positive emotional attachments and good memories associated with them. These sentimental values give us the desire or the appetite to eat them, right? We want our parents cooking. We had a particular food while we were on vacation, or we have a certain childhood food craving. We want these food, not because we're hungry, but because these foods have different sentimental values. So we're not eating because we're hungry. We're, we're eating because we want to feel good, because we're eating food that are basically attached with good memories, good feelings, or just good vibes. So we do have the heart hunger. We have the stress hunger. And a lot of people are familiar with the stress hunger. Because we develop an appetite for food to comfort us during our time of emotional pain, suffering, or discomfort. When we experience stress, trauma, and distress, we sometimes want to eat. That can trigger us to have a deep craving for food that makes us feel good. We have some food that makes us feel good. Chocolate is definitely one of them. Chocolate, yes, makes us feel good feel good. Sweets, we feel good when we sit there and consume a large amount of sweets, whether it be through cookies, cakes, ice cream, puddings, all types of goodies. So usually we seek sweet foods when we are stressed. This is called stress hunger. Now we have boredom hunger, boredom. We develop a habit of becoming hungry or crave food when we're bored or when we have nothing important to do. We have nothing to occupy our times and we just want to eat. We just want to eat. Why? Because we're bored. So we do have some people who develop the need for food because they are bored. They are bored. Unbelievable, but this is something that happens all the time. Now, pleasure hunger. We develop a desire or craving for food because it's pleasurable. Through the taste and aroma, the act of eating these high reward value foods make us feel good and brings on a state of euphoria. It's a natural high. It's a natural high. Some people just eat just to feel high. That feel good feeling, the brain releases all these chemicals, you know, those good chemicals, serotonin, dopamine, all these good, good, feel good chemicals. Some people really get a high off eating. It's called pleasure hunger. Now, the last hunger we're talking about is social hunger. We get hungry when in social settings, where food is being served or is available to us on demand. A lot of people who go on a cruise when they go on a cruise they have an abundance of food offered to them it's like a a buffet style they don't even know what to eat because there's so many options so in that type of setting you know you're gonna eat not because you're hungry you're gonna eat because you have an abundance of food right so we do have different types of hunger let's just quickly review. We have the physiological metabolic hunger, cellular hunger, stomach hunger, eye hunger, nose hunger, mouth hunger, mind hunger, heart hunger, stress hunger, boredom hunger, pleasure hunger, and social hunger. Now you have to be able to one to distinguish Which one are you experiencing right now? You think that you're hungry because you want food to sustain your body. That's what you think. But it's not so. This hunger could be an artificial hunger. This hunger is not natural. This is not something that you need to do. This is something that you want to do. You want to do it because it's pleasurable. It's something that makes you feel good. But you're not eating because your body needs proper nutrients, calories, and energy. That's not why you're eating. Right? Now, there are certain diseases or conditions that can disrupt appetite and hunger. We mentioned it earlier, but let's revisit that so people can understand. Because sometimes when people are undergoing stress, anxiety... Or trauma, that can affect their appetite. They, that can affect the appetite and they automatically assume that, you know, I just want to eat because I'm hungry. No, you're eating a lot because there's a lot of things going on in your life. A lot of things are going on in your world. You're overwhelmed, you stress out, you're anxious, you're nervous, you're traumatized. Some people have an appetite when they have certain type of physical diseases or infections. Some people have an appetite when they have the digestive problems. They have ulcers, diarrhea, constipation, nausea, bloating. Now that will cause an increase or a decrease in appetite. Some people have hormonal disorders, cancer, diabetes, HIV, AIDS, drug and alcohol addiction. All these things can affect the appetite and their hunger. So you have, your, you have to be able to examine what your appetite and your hunger, what are these signals trying to tell you? Because if all of a sudden your appetite is changing, your desire for food is changing, your relationship to food is changing, that is an indication that something is going on in your life. And you have to pay attention You have to pay attention. That can let you know that you may have a medical problem. You may have an emotional problem. You may have a mental problem. You may have a social problem, a financial problem. You may have a sexual problem. You have to look at your appetites because your appetites are basically a reflection of what's going on inside your head and inside your body. Now, there are negative consequences of not having adequate appetite for food. Now, if you're eating too much or you're not eating enough, it can cause you to have physical complications such as weight loss or weight gain. Now, you could be eating all the wrong food and you you know you're eating, but you're not having enough calories. So you may be losing weight even though you're eating a lot of food. You're eating... Food that don't have a lot of calories, right? Now, some people may think that's a good thing, but if the food don't have calories, it also may not have enough nutrients, vitamins, and minerals. So you may be depriving yourself of the proper nutrients, and that can cause you to have nutritional deficiencies, electrolytes imbalances. It can cause fatigue, headaches, medical problems, irritability, moodiness, unable to focus, hormonal imbalance, loss of tissue or muscle. It can even cause starvation or death if you're not getting adequate nutrients. It's very important. Our bodies need food. But when we eat the wrong type of food or when we eat excessive uh, food of one particular category, we're not including a well-balanced diet, then we can create problems for ourselves. Now, negative effects of not controlling your appetite. There are negative effects when you don't control your appetite. You have to control your appetite. And a lot of people think that, oh, it's something that they struggle with. It's something that's private, personal, it's very intimate. Yes, it is. But it is a very common problem, especially in developed countries where people have access to abundance of food. Whether they have the money to purchase the food or the food is provided to them on social occasions or, you know, they can easily access it at any time. You know, it's easy to over consume, to overeat. And if you do, you can have physical problems, unwanted weight gains and excessive fat increase the risk of disease such as diabetes, high cholesterol levels, and heart problems. This is something that's very serious. And a lot of times we don't really think about it. We don't think about it, but it's real. It is something that is very real. Now, negative effects of not controlling your appetite can also lead to temptation. You know, you give in to temptation. When you cannot control your appetite, you give in to temptation. You're influenced by advertisement on the media. Because we're constantly bombarded by food advertisement everywhere. Every time you turn on the TV, there's food. Every time you go on social media, there's some type of food being advertised. Every time you flip the magazines, there's food. There's food everywhere. Sometimes there's unlimited availability to unhealthy food, all right? Now, how do you get unlimited availability? We have vending machines everywhere, fast food drive through that's open 24 hours a day. We have concession stands at every game. We have party foods. We have other social gatherings that involve food. So if you have a problem controlling your appetite, ah, uh, You're going to have a lot of temptation, a lot of temptation to overeat because food is everywhere. Food is everywhere in certain countries where people have unlimited access to food. Now, unfortunately, we do have people who are in abject poverty and they can't afford food or they don't have access to food. So we have the opposite, and that's we, you know, that's another podcast. Now, sudden change in routine. Now, if all of a sudden you start changing your routine, you change your physical environment or your lifestyle, you relocate to a new place, you have a new job, you just got married, got just got divorced, you just graduated, just entered college or the military, or you're leaving college, or you're leaving the military, these things can cause you to have an uncontrolled appetite. Meaning that because of the change, you're trying to adjust to the change. You're trying to make the transition from one place or one state to another. That can definitely cause anxiety. It can cause you to be overwhelmed, cause you to be nervous or anxious, and that can increase your appetite for food. Right? So we're dealing more with, you know, the that, that, that uh, stress hunger. That stress hunger can definitely kick in now let's talk about ways to control your appetite it's very important we can't talk about the problem and not talk about solutions let's talk about ways to control your appetite now the first thing is identify the type of hunger that you're experiencing okay we talk about the different types of hunger Now, we have the biological, physiological hunger. That's the real deal. That's when you need to eat. All the other different type of hungers are not really natural hunger. They're artificial hungers. These are the things that you train your mind to do. You are programmed or conditioned to experience hunger when you're not hungry. You don't need food. All right. Once you identify that hunger, you can stop yourself from eating. You can say, hey, I don't need food, so I don't need to go eat. You can go ahead on and and fulfill that need by doing other things. Now, only eat when biologically needed to provide nutrients and energy. All right. And when you eat, there is definitely a limitation. Eat when you feel full, stop. Don't ever force yourself to eat past that feeling of being full or you feel like you've eaten too much. Just stop. It, not, it doesn't necessarily have to be you feel full physically, but mentally, you know, listen, I had too much. I had enough. Stop. Okay. The second thing, knowing when you're full and have no need to consume any more food. Pay attention, pay attention, pay attention to your body. Pay attention to the different reactions that your body gives you when you had enough food. Some people, they just feel like this is enough for me. Sometimes some people can't breathe. That's a little too much food when you get to the point you eat so much you can't breathe. Or you feel like the food is coming back up. That's a little bit too much food. You don't pass your limit and capacity. Don't eat too fast or rush the process. You may eat more than necessary when you're moving fast. You see these people sit down like they're in the military. They got to rush, eat, 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 fast. Or they're on a lunch break and they have to eat real fast. Or they're anxiously waiting to do something else so they rush and eat real fast. So when you eat too fast or you're in a rush, you end up eating more than you really need to eat. You end up eating more food because you're not really paying attention. Especially if You don't have the food on a particular plate or container to be able to limit the portion. Okay. Now, this is very important. A lot of times we think that we're hungry when we're really, when we really are thirsty. So stay hydrated. Hydration is important. Drink adequate amount of water. Some people mistaken thirst for hunger. You feel hungry, or is it really thirst? So make sure you drink enough water. If you feel hungry, drink some water. If the hunger stops, that means that you weren't really hungry. You were just thirsty. Very important. Control your portion size. Preparing smaller meals or using smaller plates. Very important. A lot of people take this big plate. If you take a big plate, you're going to fill it up with big portions. So get a smaller plate so you only put a limited amount on your plate. Now, buy food on an as-needed basis or smaller quantities to prevent overcooking and overeating, right? So don't fill your refrigerator up because if you fill your refrigerator up, you may want to just cook everything. But if you just give yourself a small amount, then you're going to cook only what's available, only what you need. So that's a way for you to control what you eat. Now, um... Include more fiber from fruits and vegetables. They contain less calories and more nutritional value. Fiber makes people feel full, reducing overeating. Very important. Keep a food journal to track the type of food you consume, how often you're eating it. Some people have no idea what they're eating in a day. Now it's very important. Get a food journal. You know, you can track yourself for two weeks. See what you eat on a daily basis. See if you're eating healthy or if you have a healthy appetite. All right, track what type of hunger you're experiencing. Very important. So once you have this food journal, you get a better picture, a better understanding of what you're doing in a day, in a week, in a month. So you can change your habits. Avoid eating while distracted. You may overeat because you're not paying attention to how much food you're taking in. All right. Don't eat in front of TV. You're sitting there eating, eating while you're watching a movie. You may not really think about or be aware of how much you're eating. You just ate a bag of chips. You went and got another bag, another bag, another bag. You just had some ice cream. Now you ordered some pizza. Now you got a burger. All right. So if you're distracted, you're talking, it's so easy to drink and eat without really thinking about the amount that you're taking in. Now seek therapy or counseling for eating disorders. Or you have a food addiction as soon as possible to avoid complications. It's very important. It's so important for you to get counseling or get therapy. It's very, very important. All right. Get medical assistance for diseases that may be causing you to overeat. Now, let's talk about some of the reasons That people have an appetite increase. All right. Now, sometimes the appetite increase is normal, especially if you increase your physical activity. If you're doing intensive exercising, weightlifting and strenuous movements, you may have an increase of appetite, meaning that you may have an increased need for more calories. Now, once you're eating You have to pay attention to what you're eating. Just because you're hungry doesn't mean that you're going to eat more junk food, more fast food or processed food. Make sure that if you have an increased need for more nutrients, make sure that you are eating healthy food. Make sure you're eating healthy food. All right. Now, some people may lack the discipline. That is the problem. Sometimes, you know, it, they lack the discipline or they lack the willpower for them to stop themselves from eating unhealthy food. Even though, you know, you need food, but you have to be able to discipline yourself. You have to be able to exercise the will to stop yourself from eating junk food. It's very important. You have to stop yourself. Now, another time when people may have the increase for food or increased need for more food is during puberty okay there's an increased need for energy and nutrients for growing bodies during this period so some people when they go to puberty Watch the kids, you know, especially the boys. They start eating and eating and eating. Now, yes, you can't really stop them from eating, but you could definitely help them eat more healthier food. They have the desire to consume more calories because they need more nutrients. You can go ahead on and make sure that they make better selection in food. Another time is during pregnancy. During pregnancy, some women increase their appetites because they need more calories and nutrients. So just because you have an increased appetite doesn't mean it's a bad thing. You know, it's all right if your body needs more food and more calories, more nutrients. Just make sure that you're feeding yourself healthier food. That's it. Now, sleep deprivation. When you are sleep deprived... The brain produces appetite-stimulating hormones when, you know, you're getting less than seven hours of sleep. It produces suppressing appetite hormones when enough sleep is obtained. So when you are sleep-deprived, your brain produces more appetite hormones. So you're going to get hungrier when you have insomnia, when you have sleep disturbances. You can't sleep, all of a sudden your appetite increases. All right. Some people are eating in the middle of the night because they can't sleep because they're hungry. Your body is sleep deprived. You're going to experience more hunger, more of an appetite. Now the secret is getting some sleep. You won't be awake to be eating. And if you do eat, eat something that's healthy. Eat something that's healthy. Now some women, when they go to menopause, when they go to menopause, sometimes they have an increased need for food that they experience hunger. Again, just eat more healthier food and not processed, canned goods or fast food. Now, ministration, some women, when they're on their period, they have an increase in appetite. They have an increase in appetite. Now, once the appetite is increased, what does that mean? That means that they want to consume more food. And during the women's period, sometimes they do eat for comfort because they are physically uncomfortable. They're in pain. They don't feel good. So sometimes they will crave their favorite food. So they will have that pleasure hunger. They want to eat because they want to feel good. All right. They can have that stress hunger because they are very stressed out. All right. So there are many different types of appetites and we discussed some of them. There are many different types of hunger. We went over these things. It's very important for you to identify what type of appetite you have, right? And understand what it's trying to tell you so you could be in the position to better take care of yourself and have a healthier and productive life. Thank you.